Beautiful humans, welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers. Because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. People, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the I Like Bird Show. I am back in Texas and it feels good. I missed you guys. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. And you know that I try to do two episodes a week, but I was out of town for nine days, but I'm back, baby. And uh, let's just say when you know when there's one episode for the week, just Bank on it being a fire one, okay? This one is going to be a straight heater from start to finish. I highly recommend that you finish it if you can. And if you start it, hey, come back at another time and just finish it because it's kind of a complete message. And I just really think it's going to be encouraging. I think it's going to be one that's just going to spread throughout the community. It's going to grow some wings and some strangers are going to get it. They're going to find the show for the first time. And it's going to be a benchmark episode. Uh, It's going to be called Now What? What Now? All right, or maybe just now what? I haven't really decided on it, but I'm just going to tell you right now that I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be now what, what now? And it's because I asked my sister-in-law, Abigail, a question tonight. Uh, I was over there for dinner unexpectedly, one of those things where it was just like, hey, are y'all cooking? Because we're coming through, all right? And the question was that I was about to ask her uh, was really just me asking it for myself. You know, I kind of was curious what she had to say, but deep down it was more like I had the question for myself too. And here's some background about Abigail. She's moving to Alaska in April, and she's going to live on my wife's family's newly purchased property in the process of trying to start a peony flower farm with her brother, Nathaniel, my my brother-in-law. And yeah, gangster, right? Just going to go out there and start a farm for flowers. How tight is that? And I know it's going to take a couple of years to get really started on the farm. And Abigail also has, uh, she just bought like, I think it was like seven days ago, just bought a super sick van that she plans to do some traveling in, uh, in the off months. And she's going to be able to live in it and stuff like that. It's going to be super tight. And I got to check it out on the inside. It is clean. And, uh, yes, like old school too. It's an old school van. It has, man, it's just really nice. So I'm happy for her. And so her next chapter in life is looking juicy and in society standards, not so juicy. She's crazy, right? But as people who truly know God and the purpose of life, we already know she's about to be winning. And I had a question for her, a question that I myself have found myself thinking about and kind of struggling with. And I asked her, I was like, what are you going to do with your time when you get there? Because, dude, she's moving to a city that has less than 5,000 people and is on a big chunk of land where your closest neighbor's like five miles away. The grocery store? Hey, you want to go to the store for, you want to drive for half an hour to get black beans? And it's cold there, right? Super cold. It's a little different than uh, Texas 40 degrees and you got to put on a sweater, right? And it's a whole different lifestyle out there, especially when you're 20 years old and she's about to live the life that she's about to live. So I asked her, I was like, what are you going to do with your time? (laughs) Like when you settle in and you're there, Now what? Now what? 
I asked in a tone just like that. And then she took the question and her mind went there. Like you could just kind of see her mind going to the place of like, man, when I get there, like, what do I, now what? And she didn't answer it on a surface level. She was thinking, she wasn't like thinking about like money or a job or earthly responsibilities. What she, when she thought about her answer, it looked fun. Like the way she like kind of like rolled her eyes back and just was kind of like smiling and thinking about it. And she responded to my now what? And she said, what now? What now? Like, that's the best part of it. What now? Like, what are we going to do now? And she controls her day. She chooses the way to live. She's a free bird, man. And isn't that what it's all about? Just let go and let God do bold stuff. Live this life for you because I promise you less than 14 people truly care about what you're up to. Post the Instagram story. Look how many people like how many people look at it. It's like it's like fourteen, <laughs> and fourteen is a generous number of the people that actually care. Right? You have no one to answer to except God and your family. Definitely your wife. Definitely got to answer to her because she's the neck. You're the head. Right? Anyway, and listen to what your heart says to do in this life. Right? No more. I think I think this year really opened our eyes to no more playing is safe. No more getting that nine to five because you have to. No more rushing this life away. No more finishing one thing and saying, now what? Let's switch our focus to what now, baby? What are we about to do? We about to vibe with Jesus? We about to put on some Jesus tunes? We about to kick it with the family? We about to go to Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> and yeah, man, she inspired me. She really did when she said that. It was really cool the way she flipped it. And like we were both like, ooh, that was fire. You know, we had like a little moment of like, ooh, that's good. You know, she's a reader too. So like, you know, she's a, a wordsmith like I am. So when she flipped it like that, I really liked that. Because I was actually um thinking of a wordsmith earlier. Anyway, I don't know why I'm getting off topic here. But her and her brother are two souls. Her and Nathaniel are two souls that are made for this life that they're about to go live. They're made for it. I'm telling you, their their energy, their personality all fits the bill. The life, they kind of already lived that life. They just live it here in Texas, you know? And they just vibe with this life, man. They're on the beat of the drum. They're going at the at the beat of God's drum. And I think when you make a decision like they are and a move like they are, you have to be tight with God. Because you're going out there with you and him and that's it. You can't call mom to come help you. You can't call mom to come make you dinner. You can't call mom to do laundry. Can't call pops to fix your car. It's on you, playboy. <laughs> it's on you, playboy. And I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world, though. And my heart is with them. Like, I'm hyped for them. And I'm proud to call them my family, man. It's cool. It's cool. I married into a family that's kind of got their own thing going. And they're uh, everybody's just kind of on a different path. And it's cool, man. My father-in-law, Sarge, he's a beast the way he kind of pulled the trigger on this family business idea. And it's going to take a while to get it up and running, but Abigail and Nathaniel are truly committed to make this their life, and uh, they even want to start a little community on the land. Yeah. They even want to have a church up there one day. I don't know. What do you think, guys? What do you think? Should I go to Homer? Uh, Yeah, man, it's inspiring. And I'm going to have to get them on the show one day when it's bigger and the farm is bigger, the show is bigger, and share the story. When they're kind of living it from start to finish. And I think you guys would love that. Uh, and I'm really hoping that I hear some cool God stories out there. Because, I mean, it's just so beautiful. How can you not have God stories, you know? Uh, so we'll get them on the show a little bit in the future. 
And it's amazing because Catherine and I are actually invited to be a part of it one day if we wanted to. And I hope we can. And I'd go now. I would. But Catherine and I have something that we're working on uh, right now at this moment that will be helping us march to the beat of our own Jesus drum, if that makes sense. And some of you guys already know what that is. They know what that plan is. And I'll share that uh, publicly soon. Uh, My soul just isn't ready to go super public with it yet. So I do apologize for the delay on our next chapter. But I promise you guys on the I Like Birds show will know before, you know, social media or anything like that. And it's coming soon, though, I promise. And I love the way that Abigail responded to that question that I asked her, guys, because it really just made me ponder this last season of life that I've been in. And I'm sure a lot of y'all have been in. And we're about to talk a little bit of country. So buckle up. And it relates to the question and and the answer that she gave me, trust me, all right? Because it has to do with what now? Like, what do we do now as as a country, you know? And let's talk. Let's be real. The election didn't go the way millions of Christians were wanting it to go. And we knew what was at stake. The countless amount of babies' lives. The loss of jobs for hardworking families. And even the unbiblical values like transgender laws and bathrooms sports, and now even the military. And this isn't hateful. This is honest, which you're allowed to be honest in this world. Biden hired a health secretary, Dr. Rachel Levine, a transgender person, to serve as his assistant secretary of health for the United States of America. In other words, he hired a mentally ill person to be on his health department administration so yes the election didn't go the way we as true believers of the word of god wanted it to go and now if some of you that voted biden because you didn't like trump i get it you didn't vote through a spiritual lens and i'll be honest i never did until this year as well and i pray you i pray me and i pray believers everywhere do do the right thing next time and i i hope me saying these facts kind of give you that conviction that we need to make better choices in our future going forward with not only our voices and our and our voting, but also just the way we kind of pay attention to who we're putting our name behind and what they stand for and what those policies are and what they say is to come and what that party represents. And what they represent is anti-God, guys. I mean, I can't really spell it out for you any, any better than that. I mean, if you're giving th- two thumbs up for abortion and if you're letting men go into women's sports and and men go into women's locker rooms and acting like genders don't exist, you're, you're stripping, you're stripping the the way God made us. You know, you're getting us brainwashed into uh, words and rhetoric that is not biblical, which is removing us from God. And we're going to talk about that more later. All right. And it's okay because millions of other people and dominion voting machines are regretting their vote right now. And that's okay to feel that conviction. It's okay to learn from those mistakes. And it's not like a way for me to be like, yo, you shouldn't ever listen to the show or you're, you're not a believer. No, I just think that a lot of us have been misguided in, um, in the way we should view politics as a whole, you know, and not just politics, just to view things that we support, you know? And I think that's why it's so important to try your best not to have false idols, because what if you attach your name to somebody, you know, like I really like Dwayne Wade, you know? He's one of my favorite basketball players, my favorite basketball player pretty much ever. And just the way he's been, you know, like when I've been attaching my name to him, what he's what he's been saying and doing is just kind of like um, it's very anti-biblical, you know, and it's 
and I hate to say this because this is my favorite player, and it's like this isn't what this episode's about, but you know, he has a son that struggles with um, transgenderism as well. And instead of like, and I'm not saying he should, you know, um, be hateful towards his son, you know, like obviously I'm not saying you should be this way, but he, he kind of embraces it and like lifts it up so much as far as like trying to be a part of that community so much just because, you know, his son struggles with that. Um, and I don't know, man, it's just, it's just, just because you're li- like, you have that s- Nah, gosh, it sounds terrible, but it's the truth, guys. You just because you have that sin kind of living in your household, and you have that you're you're dealing with that sin, you shouldn't broadcast that sin and act like it's a good thing. I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like if I'm cheating on my wife and I'm broadcasting that, like that's so wrong. You know what I mean? So it's like it's wrong because of in a biblical way. It's not just wrong because of society standards. All right, we need to get out of that mindset of society's like norms and like oh, what is right, what is wrong, because that doesn't define us as believers norms and like what our values are society doesn't tell us how to think we don't we don't bend towards the culture we bend away from the culture and we have to be okay with that we have to be okay with realizing that even politically even just by putting our name behind somebody you know and if if you don't want to vote for trump because he makes you mad or whatever tweets mean things or has you know been turned into a monster by the media then okay, don't vote for either one, but don't vote for the party that's like killing babies, dog. I'm sorry, just don't. And there's people I used to go to church with at my last church that have voted that way, and they they put the picture on their Instagram wearing a shirt, putting their name behind it even more publicly. Like, now you did it at the ballot box, but now you're wearing merch? As much as you guys know I, I kind of rock with Trump, I ain't buying a Make America Great Again hat. Come on, B. I might buy a Kanye hat, but no, I'm playing. But you guys get what I'm saying. I hope, because if not, ooh, this going to lose even more people. Going to dwindle on down the numbers. But man, yeah, so like D-Wade's been, you know, I and I me attaching my name to D-Wade, like if I was just always posting about him, posting about him, he's my false idol. And like you kind of learn that you're not supposed to be doing that. Like, that's what God means. You're not supposed to be looking up and worshiping these people because they can mess up at any moment. Chris D'Elia, one of my favorite comedians, got caught up um, texting underage girls. Now it's like uh, the culture canceled him for that. And it's like, now, do you want to attach yourself to somebody that texts underage girls? No. You know, so just be very cautious about like looking up to these people. And that's why even like having a political savior like Trump isn't good. You know, and we're going to talk about that later as well. You know, I'm willing to to say that, like, man, you should not put your faith in in a pres in a in a political person or any, come put your faith in anybody except God. That's the, you get the point. And I love knowing God because it lets me be comfortable speaking my truth to you guys. And I think we have been brainwashed so much with anti truth our entire lives, anti values and morals that aren't even godly unless you grew up in a good Christian home and you kind of understand the way the the world works and the way the word works. You know, and that we're having. We're, we've been fed so many lies that we're actually having a harder time accepting truths. You know, like some people probably listening to this episode had a hard time hearing what I just spoke about because we've been fed so many lies. Lies are easier to deal with. The devil is working twice as hard because he knows that his time is limited. Satan is stepping up his efforts in these last days. In fact, the Bible tells us that he is trying to lead people away from God by causing them to follow teachers with teachings that come from demons. 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. 
Satan wants as many people as he can get to go down with him. Realize that, guys. Go into the world with that knowledge. Okay? Please, go into the world with that knowledge that the devil is working twice as hard. His time is limited. Satan wants as many people as he can get to go down with him. Realize that because you'll see the world a lot clearer. And guys, you think these last 10 months has been uh, about... You think this last 10 months of like this chaos and just upside downness has been because of COVID-19, a virus with a 99x survival rate? No. The world is off because it's in a spiritual warfare. You think me coming to God? You think you listening to Jesus podcast right now and the world being upside down at the same times is a coincidence? This is a biblical year of life. I truly believe that me and my friend Olivier were talking about this really deeply the other night about how this this 2020 has been a biblical year, not only in American history, but in human history. You know, it's globally there's been something that's been going on and it's going to be written about one day. And we as humans can't really think of ourselves in that present moment of being something that is being written about. But it's happening right now. We're going to see multi- multiple writings about this season of life from not only pastors, but prophetic voices and Things are happening right now in real time. And how do we know that there's not another chapter of the Bible one day? You know, how do we know that Old Testament, New Testament, how do we know that we're not a part of something else that's going to go into that Bible one day? We don't know that, you know, so let's keep an open mind about this year being biblical. All right. And I want us to to realize that because it's a spiritual warfare going on. 2020 was a powerful moment in history. Kobe died. Remember when that happened and how that felt and how that shook up America and the world? Our friend Armani passed away. If you knew him, you know how that felt, what that season of life was like in October. Having to pray more than you've ever prayed in your life at the end of September when he was in that ICU bed. Guys, we couldn't go to church. We couldn't go to weddings. We couldn't go to work. We couldn't go to funerals. They made, they made us feel like monsters for visiting our family on Thanksgiving and Christmas. They shut down our businesses. They gave you $600 after telling you to be closed for months. And then they lied and said 15 days to slow the spread. Hey, we're in January of 2021. What are they still talking about? They told us who were essential, who essential workers are and experts. They told our kids to not come back to school without a mask and a plexiglass. They didn't let more than one person hold my friend Armani's hand when he was in the ICU coma per day. If Kelly went and saw him, his mom couldn't be there till the next day. Don't tell me this was about COVID. And don't make me lie to you either. And honestly, let's be real here. You voting for Biden and Harris, was telling them that what they did was okay. What they used COVID as politically was okay. They did anything and everything to get Trump out of office, the guy that was moving the embassy back to Jerusalem. And if you know anything about Revelation, you know how important it is to have peace in Israel. Okay? Go back and listen to Put On For Jesus Part 1, 2, and 3 if you want more information on revelation we did a whole series about it go check it out trump made peace in the middle east he was proclaiming every life is sacred you can go to the white house what might not be at the white house website anymore but he did a proclamation about every life being sacred and was was actively on stride to end abortion 
at least uh, federally and just trying to do everything he can to motivate the states to take on that same vision he had. And he wasn't the monster that they turned him into. I know it's so hard to to think about. It's so hard to be like, no, I wasn't, I'm not, uh, no, no. Like he's, he is bad. You know, like it's, they did it. They did it well. They do it good. They, they know what they're doing. They have your eyes on a screen. They know what you're, they know what they're doing. All right. He was on our side, the people. And I, and I, you know, I don't do this show about that, but I'm just being honest with you guys. He was, he was for the people. He was for the Christians and he makes mistakes like we all do not calling him perfect, not even remotely comparing, comparing him to Jesus. All right. Jesus is the one we should put our, our faith in, not man. And I, I do, I judge a man by his actions and not his tweets. And in the first three years of his presidency, I didn't do that. I just followed along with the crowd on Twitter. Then your boy woke up and actually started doing some research and paying attention and looking at executive orders and looking what's been done. Uh, GDP. Uh, anyway, and so far this week of the new administration, it ain't looking good. 20 plus executive orders pulling the rug out from under the people. Not putting America first. Charging more for insulin. Mask mandates when COVID is already magically disappearing. Oh, now we can open up our states of California, Chicago, and New York. I actually don't know about New York being open yet, but I know California and Chicago are like, oh, we should open our restaurants now. Banning fracking. Removing hundreds of thousands of jobs from Texas and many other places. Siding with the Chicago school's teacher union and not having in-person learning. Hey, teachers, if you're listening to this in Chicago, hey, go back to work. How many summer breaks do you need? (laughs) Do you really want to be on Zoom in your living room? You want to be in your living room teaching kids science? Trust the science. We're, 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 We're teaching you in a computer right now because of science you can't see your friends because of science you can't high five your friends you can't play with them at recess because of science you can't eat with your classmates at a lunch table no you have to eat at your desk because of science spiritual warfare is happening How many more people died from suicide than COVID? How many more had overdoses, poverty, domestic abuse, child abuse? These are the workings of the devil. Now what? What now? We use this as a lesson, guys. We use this to be better in our own houses, our own families, and our own workplaces. Maybe we stop having a political savior in Trump and we turn to God during this time and the foreseeable future. Maybe that's what God is using this for. Because I'll admit, there's a lot of people that are Christian that really rocked with Trump. And maybe it's time for us to just kind of, all right, let's let's tone this back down and realize that he ain't going to save us. Jesus is going to save us. Jesus already did save us. Already saved our souls. We're good. We don't got to worry about this world. We got to worry about our families, our relationship with God, and we'll be all right. Maybe that's what God is using this for. Because a lot of the prophetic words were saying Trump was going to pull this out. I'm telling you right now, and it's very interesting. It feels like there's this weird energy going on right now. It it feels like we're living in the upside down. I don't know. It feels very strange. I don't know if you guys feel that way too. Maybe it's me because your boy been out of town for nine days. But 
it definitely feels weird right now. And I think that uh, we need to be faithfully praying and just making sure that we got our families in order when it comes to being in good, in good gracious with God and just living, uh, living his will as much as we can. And all the tragic things that happen in the Bible seems like an opportunity. If you think about this, a lot of the tragic things that happen in the Bible seems like an opportunity to focus more on the Lord and less on this world. The devil is the God of this world. We've said that multiple times on this show. It says it multiple times in the Bible. We are not up against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities. It says that in Ephesians, and my boy Olivier stays hit me with that quote when we're in a time of discussion. What now? We keep asking ourselves, what now? We stop taking deep dives on the internet and we dive deep into the word of God. I'm going to say it again. We need to stop taking deep dives on the internet. We need to dive deep into the word of God because I do feel that a lot of things have been a lot of misinformation, a lot of disinformation, a lot of uh, lies, a lot of things that have been smoke screens, um, kind of just distractions have really taken us away from from God. And I really feel like I am guilty of that myself. I feel like I need to do better, especially being a spiritual leader of this show uh, and a spiritual leader of my family. I do feel like we need to uh, regroup, reset, you know, read it, live it and pray on it. You know, let's get back in the word, baby. And I'm reading my Jesus books right now, and I did a, um, I did an episode a few weeks ago called "Obsessed with Jesus," and uh, I, I'm I'm living that right now. I'm living that that episode that I wrote, and I think we need the we need that back, man. We really do. Go check it out if you guys get some time after this one. Uh, there are so many distractions all the time, guys. So many distractions. It never ends. Be mindful of these distractions throughout your day. All right. Uh, my phone is always getting a text, a notification. A facial ID recognition, YouTube, Netflix, Google, sports, food, drinks, clothes, cars, bills, jobs, schedules. It's all a distraction from God. And I just want to be with him more, man. Be with him and then my family right after. Because the days I'm away from my Bible time and my alone time with God, my Jesus books before bed, my Jesus podcast that I listen to, and um, the music that I listen to that involves, you know, worship music, the more that I'm away from that, the more I'm bitter, the more I'm angry, depressed, hostile, snappy, judgy, and just miserable POS, to be honest. And I'm not the best version of myself when I don't have the spirit of God in me throughout the days and the weeks. And here, let me read this something to you. This just totally popped in my head, but I think I can find it very quickly in this Jesus book that I'm reading. It's a great verse um, in Ephesians that I actually sent to my buddy Jeff because it was it's very powerful. It's about living your days um, correctly and, and like walking throughout your days with God in mind. It says in Ephesians 5, 15 through 6, it says, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. And I'm so glad I remembered to uh, whip this out just in the moment like this, man, making the most of your time because the days are evil. And what what is our days really consisting of right now that feels kind of just um, not not good, man. And that that what we just talked about, the distractions, the the things that we have to do that we don't really have to do. You know, we got to make time for the kingdom, man. We got to make time for God. And I just got back from Kentucky and Florida. Right. And you guys know this if you got listened to the last one or or if you heard me mention earlier t- tonight. Uh, it was a nine-day road trip, baby. Nine days, 48 hours of driving. Oh, my gosh. 3,000 miles. Never again. <laughs> and, dude, I was around people nonstop. I was in the car with my in-laws. I was with Catherine and Malachi, who's one in a car. 3,000 miles. 
Okay. I then was with my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law and their three kids in Kentucky, and we had a great time. And then a couple of my best buds, Olivia and George, we went to Armani's grave, and then we went to dinner, and we just kind of talked about life and him and God. And, and then the next day, I went to lunch with my mom, and then I went to a wedding rehearsal, then a rehearsal dinner with a group of people, and then the next day, a wedding, then the next day, breakfast with my dad, and then back on the road to Texas. Then I get home at 6, so excited just to be home. Then I unpack. Then I have to be at Mad Hatter, open mic, by 9 o'clock. And of course, there was like 20 comics on the list. And I get done around midnight and I head home and then I work the next morning. Bruh. (laughs) Your boy was so toasted. Oh, man, I was around people so much I couldn't even connect with God like I normally do when I'm alone and I'm reading and I'm writing and I'm just vibing with Jesus. Guys, we talk about this. We live it. And I couldn't live it the way I wanted to these last nine days. You know, it was just a little off. And I had a couple moments where I got me some Jesus time. But, man, I was just overwhelmed with people being around me. My friends and I, we really dove deep on God that one night that we hung out, man. We got, and I told you guys a story earlier about it being a biblical year, and we were just talking about that and how we can't, man, we just got really deep on it, and it was, it was great. And uh, I definitely left uh, seeing God differently, which was awesome. I saw him in a bigger lens, and I think that's so good uh, to do, and I think we need to continue to strive for that because I think we have, uh, we get better and we grow in our faith when we see God in a bigger lens than the ones that we uh, we think we have now, you know? And uh, I had a great trip, man, but I was just busy. I was moving too much. I was doing too much in my mind. I was around people too much. I couldn't really, like, think for myself um, a lot of times. I, and I just, I, I'm a loner, and I wasn't alone for, like, nine days, it felt like. But had a great trip. At the same time, though, I think it's just important for you and it's important for me to just really make that time for God. We really just need him, man. We need him bad right now. We can't control what goes on in this world, but we can control how much we get in that Bible. How much we slow down and just kick it with God. And I can't stress that enough, right? Like, I know you might be busy in the car or doing something right now, but just close your eyes and just think about this scenario and how peaceful this is. And this is what I kind of preach and this is what I kind of uh, got inspired to do this show because this is what got me in this in this position. Sit at your desk or somewhere you're comfortable and just open the Bible. Put on some worship music and just vibe with them. You don't have to like say, oh, what am I going to read tonight in the Bible? Just open up the word, man. It has it has a it has a way of talking back to you about where to go and what to read. And and even if you just read one or two chapters, man, that whole that just opens up this this spiritual funnel for you to just be to just bring them in, bring in God, bring in the word of God, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it feels so good. Make sure your mind is ready for it, though. You know, make sure there's no distractions make sure there's no kids that are going to be coming in here. Make sure your wife or your your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend know what the heck you're about to be doing and just give you some alone time when, when you know, anytime you can get that at least 30 minutes, you know, that you can give yourself and just pray, man, just kind of just vibe. You can write, you can talk, you can think, you can read. And there's so much that you can do in this little pocket with the most high. And that's kind of what I like to call my little pocket getting a little pocket with Jesus, you know, just vibing with him, kind of seeing where we're at, you know, kind of, and it's just good for you in general. It's kind of like just slowing down and seeing where you're at and what you need to be doing. And, you know, maybe, maybe that's what it starts at. Maybe you can just get some alone time with you, but if you kind of focus on God during that time, I think it just, it elevates it to a whole nother level of joy and just goodness and just feeling like you're spiritually uh, heading in the right direction. You know, especially when you have a big decision coming up, I think it's super important. Or if you're struggling with something or you're worried about something or you're sad 
whatever the case may be. Just get in that little pocket with God and I promise you things will be all right. And it's been a while since I dropped an episode, eight days. And you know, that's not like me. And I felt like I had to get my thoughts in order since being back in town. I didn't want to just come home and record right away. I wanted to kind of settle in and just see where we're at for the future and just kind of realize like what season I'm in right now uh, with God and just really trying to improve on that and just try to give that word to you guys and tell you where I'm at so that we can kind of move forward together and grow together. And man, I just miss being able to write my thoughts out, man, and just be in my Jesus books. And, and, and I really recommend that when you go out of town, man, you try to make a little bit of time for God just so you're at least able to come back and not feel like you're uh, behind. You know, I felt like I was behind when I got back, you know, and just not even like, I, I'm not even in school right now. I just felt behind like where I want to be and like who, and like what I want to be, you know, I just want to make time for God throughout my life. And I felt like I wasn't able to do that as much as I wanted to and, or that I needed to at least, you know, and I actually started a new book by my, um, that my friend Joe McGregor sent me. I've been talking about him a lot on the podcast cause he's been listening and is really just in this great season of life where he's back on fire for Jesus. And it's inspiring. It's inspiring me because it really lets me know that this show has a positive impact on people's lives and just to put on for Jesus. So super cool that he's been reaching out and he actually sent me a book that his dad wrote, who's actually a pastor in Spring Hill, Florida. And, uh, man, this book is already hitting my brain with, uh, my brain and my spirit with just force, you know, it's just really just coming at me. It's challenging me. It's just, it's hit me in places where it makes me uh, want to, it gives me that hunger for the word of God even more and just the, the knowledge of God. And, and the book is actually called a panoramic study of God's plan, uh, eternity past to eternity future. And, uh, so if you want to look that up, it's actually just eternity past to eternity future. Super easy to remember. Amazon, I don't know where he got got the book, but I'm sure it's on there. And it's just heavy, man. It's one of those open and one of the opening bars in it. Like, you know, like, you know, sometimes the introductions and like the, the prefix, prefix, <laughs> it's, it's late. It's like 11 o'clock. The prefix of the book sometimes is just kind of lame, you know, and you're just kind of like, all right, let's just start the book. But this one was fire, man. It had one, it had like one of the best things I've ever read in there that really just made me think so, so deeply about this. The opening bars was, it seems that God wants to save us and Satan wants to destroy us. Wow. What makes us so special? Oh man. Like there's so many ways you can read that. You know, it seems that God wants to save us and Satan wants to destroy us. Wow. What makes us so special? You know, there's so many ways you can kind of interpret that. And I just, it just really rocked me and it makes me, it made my soul just think deeply, right? And doesn't that like hearing that, doesn't that just make you think like, man, maybe that, maybe this house isn't what it's all about. Maybe I don't need this nice car. Maybe I need to give God more than just two hours of my Sunday when the whole time I'm there, I'm thinking about lunch. Maybe I need to be more diligent and committed to following Christ and studying him and his words. And guys, this podcast is not entertainment. All right. As much as, you know, we joke around, it's not entertainment. It's self-reflection. And my mom told me sometimes that she doesn't want to listen to the show, even though she loves it. Like she listens to almost every episode. But she told me that sometimes she doesn't want to listen to it because she's at times not really wanting to go deep and think about these questions that we ask and that we address And it was dope because she gave me this insight, right, that I never really thought of before because I'm just kind of naturally this way where I'm always kind of in this element of thinking like this and talking like this and really just in between the books and just, I don't know, my mind is just always trying to like figure something out, it feels like, or I'm just really impatient with something. So that's kind of the two frequencies I'm in is just um, impatient with either um, driving or my job or just everything in life and then 
it's trying to figure out life. So that's kind of the only two pockets I'm in. <laughs> that's kind of a joke, but um, not really. And she said, uh, my mom said that it's actually hard to get other people to listen to it. And uh, because of that reason, she is that's the reason she thinks, because it's just like people don't really want to listen to something that makes them go really deep. They kind of want to just be entertained and just kind of uh, get through it and just kind of get on with their day. You know, and I'm like, I get it. It's not easy to make. It's not easy for me to convince people to listen to the show. I mean, it's definitely uh, it's done some amazing things. It's, it's been a blessing in my life. It's, it's, it's spread out. And I've heard multiple people say it's had an impact, you know, on their lives. But at the same time, it's just not easy to just get some somebody that you know to listen to the show. And because, guys, we are growing together. And when I say that, I don't mean like the the plays or the downloads or whatever you want to call it or the the cool stuff about the show that we come up with in the future. You know, like that's not what I'm talking about. I just mean like internally and spiritually, like we're growing as people. You know, and some people, some people get older, but they don't grow. You know, it's very important to not... Be, fall into that category you know it's very important to try to strive for more just like within yourself and like the way you want to live your life you know and the way that god wants you to live your life and it's and this show is not entertainment and yeah i got some zingers in here sometimes but the show is about pursuing jesus and being better as men and women and transgenders (laughs) uh guys jokes come on and uh yeah man actually more women actually listen to the show than men by the way how you doing? See? Jokes. Anyway, but we must challenge ourselves, man. We must challenge ourselves, our ideas, and what we know, and what we know, what we think we know, right? So we got to challenge what we know, what we think we know, and even better, we have to challenge what we don't know. Because that's where we meet, and that's where we were able to grow, is where we even acknowledge the stuff that we that we don't know as truth, you know? And I don't know about you guys, but I seek knowledge, I seek truth and enlightenment, and I used to actually really, really desire to be rich with money. When I say used to, I mean like my whole life until last year. And now I want to be rich with knowledge. But knowledge of God, the creator, the provider, the powerful, the mysterious. And it even says in the Bible somewhere, I think it's in Proverbs multiple times, where it talks about like the wise really want wisdom so bad. Uh, or the people that really want wisdom, you know, worldly wisdom are foolish. But the people that want wisdom in God will get that knowledge, will get that wisdom. God will give that to them. And I just think that's so dope. And like when I read that, I was like, all right, God, I'm here. I'm available. I, I want to know more about you. I want to know everything I can. Help me out. So, and and guys, let me, let me tell you this about the Bible. Uh, this book that I'm reading, the Jesus book, said something so simple about it. Uh, let me ask you this question real quick. Think about this, guys. If you wanted someone who didn't really know you to know you, what would you do? You'd write your story and you'd give it to them or you'd tell them your story. Well, I'm Zach. I'm from Tampa, Florida, and I was born in Miami. I have two sons, Noah and Malachi. I have a wife and I now live in Texas and I'm in ministry school. Well, God had to do that same thing so we can know him. And it's called the Bible. Such a cool concept, right? Hi, I'm the Lord. I created everything, but I really loved Israel. I moved mountains. I have a lot of children, but I really rock with Jesus. I even raised him from the grave. He's my favorite. You know, the holy one, the chosen one. And now we both live in heaven. And I'm glad you're in ministry school. (laughs) What now? That's what we're asking ourselves this episode. What now? Now we put the ball in God's hands. And we say to ourselves, hey, let's just keep pursuing him and let's keep putting on for Jesus. 
right? That's all we can really do. We have to move forward in our lives, but we have to move forward in the in the realm, in the spiritual realm of God. We have to just kind of immerse ourselves into that instead of just keeping ourselves in the world and just kind of letting the world kind of uh, put our path in front of us, you know, like, I feel like we've just been conditioned to do so many things that we do. You know, I don't feel like a lot of the things that we do are our choice. And this guy in Rogan had a very interesting concept of like uh, how we're born into the government that we live in and how we're born into the way society's rules are, are already in place for us. Like we don't get to choose that. But once you know God, you can really feel confident in choosing the way you want to live your life. And I just think it's so dope. And that's why Abigail and Nathaniel are kind of living examples of that or they're about to be. Uh, they haven't done it yet, so let's not give them too much too much props yet. And I don't know. I just feel like that what what this next chapter of my life is going to be is going to be a real testament of just being super faithful uh, to God because it's a big leap of faith that Catherine and I are taking, and I'm just praying it goes well. So keep your dog in your prayers. And, man, so many of you guys always reach out to me and tell me you're praying for me, and I just truly appreciate that, you know, and uh, just know I'm praying for you guys too. Uh, everybody that listens to the show and I just hope it continues to blossom into something beautiful and just keeps keeps having impact on our lives, uh, not just my life, but your life as far as uh, just putting on for Jesus and just seeing the work of God in your own life, man. And uh, this show is a huge blessing to me. And I just always appreciate you guys listening when you do. And if you listen every week, hey, you're a real one. And uh, if you tune in when you can, you're a real one, you know, and it's just it's what it's all about, man. And I just hope you enjoy going deep with us. Hope you enjoyed it today. And if this is your first time here, hey, what an episode, right? Uh, Please subscribe to the show so that you can see some of the episodes that are coming out in the future. And also you can check out some of the ones in the past that are still relevant today. Uh, uh, Rise Again Like Lazarus, that episode is going crazy lately. So I appreciate you guys sharing that one. Also, if you want to follow along for future episodes, you can actually follow me on Instagram. You can see what my face looks like and you can see my cute little kids and my beautiful wife. Uh, my name on there is at uh, ZachRippy23 on Instagram, and I'll actually have the link for that in the show notes. And you'll also see another Instagram link, which is going to be for Bevy Design Company. They're actually the company that we are collaborating with for all branding and marketing and designing purposes. And they really just revamped our brand so powerfully, so beautifully, so vibrantly. And I would just highly recommend you go check them out if you can. If you want to re- redo your brand or just kind of make a design or have some kind of logos made up or you want to get a t-shirt made or anything you need, uh, Gina, my homegirl can help you out at Bevy Design Company in the Instagram. Go check it out. Send them a little DM. Tell them Zach Rippy from the I Like Birds sent you. Uh, I Like Birds show sent you. And uh, yeah, man. Or just check them out. Give them a follow in case you need something or have a recommendation for somebody that you know that has a business or something like that. Uh, just help out, you know. Uh, she's a sponsor of the show. Uh, she's helped us out so much. And I'd love to help her uh, grow her brand as well and just help her get her name out there. So much love to you guys. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you for sharing this episode, all of you who do. And I'll see you guys soon. Have a blessed week. And God is good. Jesus is dope, baby.